Happy Sabbath. Before we start, um, can you guys hear me? Yes. We have um, started a prayer ministry. So every Sabbath after the worship is over, uh, we're changing the location actually. Uh, we're going to have the prayer ministry meet together to pray together in the youth chapel every Sabbath. So as you walk out, shaking my hands and walk out, and don't go to potluck right away. If you want to pray, if there's anything that you want to pray about, please go to the youth chapel and join us for a prayer. Um, also, we have a campus ministry retreat next weekend. We only have a few spots left, so please go ahead and sign up for campus ministry retreat. Uh, raising children, I have two girls. A lot of times, I have to rescue them. We drop them off, and then I get a phone call, Dad, I left my lunch. Or, Dad, I forgot my, my, my gym clothes. Or, or Dad, I, I, I forgot my homework. So I have to pick them up and take them to the school just to rescue my girls. Not only that, I rescue my wife all the time. Several times she left something or she left, you know, whatever, then I have to drive all the way to UCR and I let her know, hey, I brought it, it's in your car. You know, there, there's one time that she lost her car key and a, the key had, had, had a, all the keys for her work, all the classrooms, and, and they were almost irre, irre, irreplaceable. So she was stressed out, looking for it all over the place, and of course, I came in and I found them for her. Um, you might not know this, but I, um, I'm, a, I'm a hero. at home. Yes, I am. You know, um, uh, I, I know I just look like a normal guy, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal in my house. Have you ever been rescued by someone? At some point in your life, I'm certain that you have been rescued by someone or maybe you rescued somebody else. Last July, there was an extraordinary story about a boys' soccer team being rescued from a cave in Thailand. Do you recall that? The Tam Luang Cave is 10 kilometers long. It's very, very deep, okay? That's like a 10K run, which is about 6.2 miles to the end of the cave. In the monsoon season, the cave gets filled with water. So the 12 boys and the coach, they practice together and they decided, hey, let's go to the cave. And they went in and then it started raining. Okay, it rained so much all of a sudden that it was impossible for the boys and the team to come back out. So when the boys were reported missing, the Thailand Navy Navy's elite SEALs diving team joined the search and they, they swam and dived all over the cave in the dark and muddy waters, but they couldn't find the boys. 
They brought in thousands of pumps. Apparently, they tried to pump the water out. And they tried their best effort for five to six days, but they were unsuccessful. Finally, they brought in world best cave diving experts from Britain. And they asked for help from Thailand, Australia, and U.S. Navy SEAL elite diving team. So they formed the world best of the best elite cave diving rescue team that world has ever seen. It took them several days, but the elite team of rescuers were able to bring the boys home. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath. As we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's study today's passage, okay? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David? Verse 8 is about Jesus who descended from David. It means he was the Messiah who had been promised and the one who had come to rescue humanity. Also, he was raised from the dead. This refers to Jesus who came and died for us and overcame death for all of us. That Jesus, remember him. This is my gospel, verse 9, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. This is my gospel. This actually should be in verse 9, by the way. That, that I am willing, Paul saying, I am willing to suffer even if I'm treated like a, what? A criminal and go to jail for it. Is there anything that you believe that you're willing to go to jail for? Lomal in the church, Anyone? I've actually thought about this recently. Nobody told me that raising girls meant risking your own life when they learn to drive. Okay? I mean, come on. We're teaching her to drive, and there are so many close calls. I mean, we, our whole family almost died several times. You know what I'm saying? It's like she's driving the freeway and um, she needs to change lanes and when she gives signal and then when she looks left on the shoulder, the car goes mm, to the left. When she looks right, mm, the car goes right. There's so many close calls and we're yelling, no! My wife got so used to telling uh, Christine what to do when she was driving that when I drive, she goes, oh, watch out for the, the pedestrian there. Oh, watch out for the car on the left. Now she's instructing me when I drive. I know, that's funny. And then at a certain point, I actually studied 
imagining things when we were driving. And I thought, you know, at this rate, when she kills somebody on the road, I need to learn to quickly move my seat to go to her seat so that she doesn't go to jail. She's so young, God. You know, we need to somehow like switch so it makes it look like I did it. You know what I mean? I actually thought about that. I know, parenting is hard. Paul says here, I am willing to suffer and go to jail even. Be be imprisoned for the gospel. But God's word is not chained. What does that mean? He's saying, I am willing to be chained, but God's word cannot be bound, cannot be chained. I can go to jail for the gospel, but this word I have, God's word, cannot be chained. And then he says, verse 10, Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, the eternal glory. The word cannot be bound. Therefore, so I endure all my suffering for the sake of the gospel or the word of God, so that the elect or the chosen or just people can be saved in Christ Jesus. Our eternal glory. The elect here means the chosen. The chosen does not mean they're automatically saved as if they have no choice. The chosen people, like the Israelites, were not just saved by default, no matter what they did. Okay? The elect, the chosen, are the ones that Christ died for us. Okay? Christ died for. So that's all of us, all the people. And it is Paul's mission to proclaim that, proclaim to the people that they can realize this gift that we have in Jesus Christ. Paul's willing to suffer and go through hardship so that people can obtain salvation through these boundless words of God. Loma Linda Church. Paul was willing to suffer. For the gospel. Paul explains that it was because of his preaching of the gospel that he suffered trouble. Suffer, hardship means to suffer physical pain, hardship and distress, misfortune, endure evil, be afflicted, literally imprisonment and near-death beatings occurred to him because he preached the gospel. Not only that, Paul encourages other dear brothers and sisters in Christ to just hang in there, enduring the hardship which comes from doing the work of God in his writings. So why did Paul go through all of this? Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't Paul just stay put and enjoy his life? After his Damascus experience, okay, so he was blinded, right? He was blinded, and then all of a sudden, uh, somebody prayed for him, and then he could see now. I'm like, oh, 
Jesus, I met Jesus, now I can see, now I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home and enjoy my life, and um, I'll go to church every Sabbath. I'll probably join small group. It'll be great. Why didn't he just do that? Apostle Paul dedicated his whole life serving God. And that brought all kinds of pain and suffering in his life. But he did it, Loma Linda Church, he did it so that people could obtain salvation. There is a suffering which rescues others. Loma Linda Church, some sufferings are salvific. One more time. Some sufferings are salvific. Many have suffered to bring the gospel, the message of salvation to the people. Many have endured suffering so that people may obtain salvation. Dying, living, and working hard in Christ are aspects of salvation. Do you know what it took to save these boys' soccer team home? As I mentioned earlier, uh, they brought in the world's best cave diving experts from Britain, and they've gathered up Thailand, Australia, and U.S. Navy SEAL elite diving team, okay? But it took them 10 days. Ten, it took them 10 days just to locate the boys and the coach. Well, fortunately, they were still alive. So they were able to give them food, medication, and so on. But that was not the end of the story. How did they save them? There's some pictures I want to show you. Um, the elite rescue team faced tremendous, tremendous hardship to bring the boys home, okay? The current, the current, the water current in the cave was terrible. They could not dive at all. They could not swim. And it was so muddy and murky, they had a zero visibility when they were diving. Not only that, the boys, none of them knew how to dive and none of them knew how to even swim. So all these experts gathered together, they actually thought about maybe if we wait for three months. I'm not kidding. If we wait for three months, the water level will go down. We just continue to give them food because there's absolutely no way we can bring them back. If we put them in a mask in an oxygen tank and somehow... On the way back, if one of the boys, they freak out or have anxiety, then they can die. You know, I'm claustrophobic, right? Just thinking about this gives me anxiety. Look at this one picture. Look what they had to do. The boy, the, when they found the boys, they were about five kilometers into the cave. You see what they had to do? They would go down go through the narrow pathway of the cave, and then come back out, 
go over the hill, go through diving again, and come back out. Go through diving again, come back out. Five kilometers. Remember our 5K? I remember you. Some of you huffing and puffing, running 5K. Think about diving for 5K. You know what these people had to do? Each child, so they, they brought out four kids at a time, and it would require 18 expert Navy SEAL diving team members. And they sedated the boys. So the boys were sleeping the whole time. They would get there, and bringing them back out took three hours. And they made several trips to bring these boys out, to bring these boys home. What an ordeal that they went through, right? What an ordeal that they went through. They went through so much to bring the boys home. The rescue team suffered so much. But the end, they were able to save them. Loma Linda Church, some sufferings are salvific. You know, Jesus talks about this. If a shepherd has 100 sheep, and they all come back home and they count 99, what do shepherds do? They go out and look for that one lost sheep. If you think about it, the life and death of Jesus, Jesus went through so much suffering, but through his suffering, by his cross, he saved humanity. Some sufferings, are salvific. You know, there are three kinds of sufferings in life. There are three kinds. Only three. Okay. Number one is common suffering. I have it ready for you right here. Number one, common suffering. It happens to everybody, okay, regardless of your religion, ethnicity, or language. Everybody suffers certain things, right? If there's a, uh, there, when there's a hurricanes, okay? It doesn't pick on Christians. It doesn't just pick on Buddhists or Hindus or, or Koreans, okay? Everyone suffers. So when that happens, we should all help everybody. Number two is carnal suffering. You bring in yourself your own suffering. Okay? The choices you have made can bring you suffering. If, if, if I go live a very loose life and catch a bad disease, it's not God's fault. It's my fault. It's because I made a bad choice. My destructive behaviors or habits can bring me sufferings. Right? If I spent way more than I earn and now I'm in debt, it's not God's fault. I'm suffering because of my fault. That's carnal suffering. Number three, Loma Linda Church, 
is Christian suffering. There is something called Christian suffering. God wills us to have suffering because God cares more about our character than our comfort. Yes, sometimes it is God's will that we suffer. It's it's a part of growing in Christ, and it's a part of trusting in God. He forms us to be better. It's like making that pearl that Esther talked about. A part of Christian suffering is salvific suffering. Are you listening? A part of Christian suffering is salvific suffering. Some sufferings are salvific. What you and I do, though it may be hard work, can be a part of God's rescue effort for other people. This is the work that God calls us to do. This is the mission and purpose God put us on this earth for. Can I hear amen? Do you believe that? You know, I love our church, okay? We have a great community. Um, We have a lot of fun together. We We do a lot of stuff together. However, until we understand this idea, our church will not be able to serve the true purpose that God has for us in this church. Anything and everything that we do in this church, okay? The idea is that as a church, we are in business of saving people. We join together, we're a team together to do God's work of rescuing lost sheep. And it is so easy for us to forget that. Loma Linda Church, we are the elite rescue team. You and I, together. And it'll intrude my life. It should intrude your life too, okay? Sometimes it'll be hard. It's going to be difficult. It'll feel like we're suffering. It'll feel like we're suffering, And other people are enjoying. You know what I mean? Remember student dinner? Man, there were over 150 students. We fed them all. Okay? You know how much work people put into it? People donated money, time, effort to make that beautiful dinner together. Why? so that we can tell the students that we care for them, we love them. We want them to come and join our spiritual community so that they can get to know Jesus, so that the gospel can work within their hearts, so that they can be saved. Remember fall festival last weekend? I'm not even kidding. There were hundreds of people. But all the families, the students, they all came and they helped. So many people came together and worked together so that these kids can enjoy our church in order that the gospel may be within their hearts 
and eventually so that they can what? Obtain salvation. We have pathfinders. There's so many people who work so hard for pathfinders. When we built this church, countless meetings, and there's so many people who had to work so hard to make this church. When we moved this church, you see how you're sitting in this church? Guess who put it there? Me and other people. I know you're just sitting on it, but all of us had to put the chairs there. I'm not bitter. Our praise team, they come and they practice. They use their talents. We have the best leaders and elders at our church. They work so hard for our church. Sometimes it's discouraging, but they work so hard. We do it to bring more people to our spiritual community and show the gospel so that, so that they may obtain salvation. We suffer, hoping that our work may bring salvation for others. It's a team effort. Everything we do here, every ministry, every event, every program, they all have one purpose, one mission, and it's to bring people to Christ. Anything you do with us here in this church, can be a part of salvific work in Christ. You know, I know the way we th think, the way we think is like, I know, I know it's all good, but Pastor, come on. Let me, let me just chill. Let me just enjoy my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with my life. You know, I'm comfortable, um, why not just kick back and take it easy? I, I work hard during the week. God will, Jesus will save his people. He doesn't need me. You know, Apostle Paul didn't think that way. You know why? You know why, you know why Paul did not just go home? Because nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible, we see God working by himself. Nowhere in the Bible. In fact, we see all throughout the Bible, God always uses his people to do his work. Yes, Jesus saves. No doubt about that. But he wants us to take a part. Look at Noah, Moses, Elijah, Esther, Samuel, Paul, the disciples. We constantly and consistently see in the Bible that God and His people go through intense suffering for the sake of saving people. His work, Loma Linda Church, His work will finish by us. Paul is telling us in today's passage that he endures, bears, or puts up with everything so that some may be saved. Loma Linda Church, 
how long are we going to, listen, how long are we going to eat food that someone else cooked at church, attend activities that someone else prepared, sit in chairs that someone else moved or your pastor moved, worship in new church that someone else paid, enjoy events someone else worked hard for. Come on! Okay, listen, I'm not ranting, okay? I don't want you to take this like, like I'm complaining. I'm not. Um, I'm not, I am not trying to guilt trip you, and I don't want to use um, shame. I don't want to use shame to move people. But the thing is, I want a really healthy community. I want all of us to function as a body. One healthy body. If you're not doing anything, if you're not participating in this church, it's like me using this body without my fingers. Yes, you are a finger, okay? You have to imagine me eating without my fingers, okay? It's going to be very difficult. Do you want Pastor Richard to suffer when he eats? No. Come on. We need every single one of you to function as a full, healthy body. You know, actually, our church is not that bad. National, our statistics is not that bad. The national average for churches is 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. But our church is probably close to uh, 50%. 50% of the members in our church are probably involved in some sort of ministry somewhere. That's pretty good. But I want to talk to the hearts of the other 50%. Come on. This is the ministry ground that God sent you. If you're a student, if you're a student, you're not just here and you're just going to like come and go for four years. No. This is a ministry ground and we're in the business of rescuing people. We cannot fully function if you do not participate. Have you watched the movie called The Hexar Ridge? You know that movie? I'm so proud of my fellow Adventist, Desmond Doss. Watch that movie. Look what he had to go through to rescue people. John Piper puts it this way. Bringers of good news are precious people. People of whom the world is not worthy. Beautiful for their worn-out bodies in the service of King Jesus. That is your calling. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of salvation. Let us pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this beautiful church. Not just the building, but this beautiful people we have. 
Lord, I pray that you move the hearts of these people so that this church does not become a building where they come to worship. But Father, I pray that you turn this church into a body where they function together. Help us, Father, to function as a, each part of this beautiful body that you create us together. Help us remember that we're in the business of rescuing people, rescuing souls as an elite rescue team. In Jesus' name, amen.